Welcome to the Deep Practice Podcast, where we will share tips, stories, and strategies that help bring power into your discipleship process. I'm your host, Becky Shabilsky, and today I want to start by talking to you about sailing. Now, I'm not a sailor. In fact, I know next to nothing about sailing, but I am intrigued by it, and that's led me to do some basic research in order to understand a tiny bit of what sailing is all about. Okay, so sailing is about harnessing the energy of the wind in order to move in a desired direction toward a destination. It's about positioning and repositioning yourself in order to harness the energy that propels you forward. For a sailor, learning to determine the wind's direction is essential. Seasoned veteran sailors can determine the wind's direction by simply looking at the water's surface. Now, this is a skill that takes a lot of practice, but it is the most accurate method. Now, for those of us who are not professionals, we might rely on other helpful indicators like telltales or flags, smoke, or even other sailboats. Learning to discern the movement of God God's voice and the nudges of the Holy Spirit are of utmost importance for us, and we don't usually perfect that skill in a classroom. Sailors learn some basics of physics in a classroom, but the skills are deepened and perfected out on the water. When you feel, see, and experience the forces, then you begin to notice the effects of what happens when you adjust this way or that way. Out on the waters, you come to realize that if you position the sail in a certain way, you will actually move in the other direction. Yeah, it's out on the water that the knowledge finally goes from head to heart to guts and body. Eventually, the mature sailor, the mature believer, can discern the wind of the Spirit by looking, gazing upon, and reflecting on the subtleties that show up on the waters of life. As you determine where the wind is blowing, then you tack or trim the sails accordingly, depending on where you need to go. Efficiently tacking or trimming the sails produces the most forward force and the least resistance. So if a storm rolls in and a sailor freaks out and just randomly starts stringing together a bunch of skills, then the efforts are largely ineffective and sometimes even deadly. First, the sailor must pause and discern the wind and then apply the appropriate skills to tack the sails. You can't just keep doing the same thing or even your favorite thing. You must reorient in the current situation. You must change. You see, what worked last time or even an hour ago may not be what is called for right now. And so, This is very similar for us in our daily lives as we seek to follow Jesus. God is pretty amazing and endlessly creative, and God invites us to be endlessly creative as well. We need a variety of practices so that we know we have options when the weather on the sea of life changes for us. And to that end, I am so happy to bring Dr. Matt Lewis back onto the show today to share with us 
another practice. Maybe it's a new one for you, but sometimes we need to learn a new practice, uh, a new tool to have in our tool belt so that we can reorient in the present moment. So Matt, thanks again for joining me. Thank you. You know, in our last episode, we talked about um, pastors really needing new means of grace in this season. And uh, you kind of talked about, you know, we need different practices. Uh, We need to look through another window. I always think about seasons, like the seasons in the year, that what's appropriate in winter is not the same thing that's needed in spring or summer or fall. And so, you know, for a pastor who... um, is finding themselves asking that question, what's wrong with me? What I'm doing doesn't seem to be working. You know, all those questions that arise. And and they just need a fresh practice. Uh, I know that you have a little treasure to offer up. So would you, would you just share with us one of the practices that you have found to be really helpful as you work with pastors? Sure, I would love to. Um, so one of the practices that I've found to be very uh, helpful where 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 pastors from literally all over the globe, um, multiple denominations, non-denominations, um, and and uh, who probably couldn't agree on a lot of things, but they all encounter Jesus in this simple practice, and it's probably mm-hmm. because it's a, you know, it, it it it's one of the primary ways that that we read the scriptures. But for many of us trained in some of our seminaries, it's not the way that we've been encouraged to read the scriptures. Mm. Um, the, the practice is formational reading of the scriptures. I like to say that the Bible, uh, can be read as kind of our instruction book, our theology book, our guidelines, you know, how we live our life, uh, what's universal truth, those kinds of, uh, almost informational approaches. Right. But the Bible can also be read as a love letter. It's one of the means by which God conveys his grace to us. Uh, we read the Bible and, and a story that you've read, you know, 30 times, and all of a sudden that story takes on new meaning. The Holy Spirit quickens mm-hmm. the meaning of that passage for you. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not a meaning for everyone that you want to preach to everyone. You don't put it in your theology book. You don't put it in your doctrine book. Um, but you need a word from the Lord personally to you where you are currently at. And he will, I mean, he can speak through a brother, through a sister. He can speak through a circumstance. But one of his favorite ways to speak to us is through his revealed word, the word of God. And so one of the exercises that we've asked pastors to do, uh, just to great benefit to many of them, is to sit down for about 30 minutes with their Bible and open up to Revelation 2 and 3. Uh, I'm sure all of your listeners are familiar. This is the Jesus speaking to the churches, the seven churches in the book of Revelation. And we encourage people, when you, when you sit down and read this, say a short prayer, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and then read it slowly, read it um, thoughtfully, with an open mind to what God might be saying to you at this particular moment. We always have to emphasize, this is not an exercise to learn what God is saying to your church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, often we we have these intimate times with God and coming out of it, we think, oh, I have to preach that. Right. Um, 
you know, I have intimate times with my wife that are not meant to share with other people. They're just between her and I. I have intimate times with God that are meant for me Mm -hmm. uh, because God loves me. Uh, There are times with my children that I tell them things that I don't want them broadcasting to everyone else out there, but they're for them. Mm-hmm. And so too in formational reading, it's 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 positioning ourselves for God to be able to speak to us in His Word personally. Yeah. And so to simply read through the Book of Revelation and have eyes to note if God causes a particular verse, a particular thought, uh, a particular concept from the the chapter two to chapter three in Revelation that God wants to say to you. And then we encourage people, once once a verse kind of steps out, uh, presents itself, then go back and spend some time kind of meditating on that verse, ruminating on that verse, asking the question, Lord, what are you saying to me through this verse? And then the final question for yourself is, Lord, what does this mean for me? And so it, it's asking, it, it's 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 a, a form of Lectio Divina for those who are familiar with Lectio Divina, um, but it, it's a, a kind of a moderation of that where we're first asking God to, to show us a verse and then ask us what he's saying to us in that verse and then asking about meaning in that verse. Mm-hmm. And I always like to preface that when you do this, um, Come expectant, but don't expect. Hmm. Yeah. Because uh, many of the spiritual disciplines are meant to be like sails that we we put up, and if the wind is blowing, uh, we get a wonderful ride. Yes. And if we don't put the sail up and the wind blows, we just get pushed over into the rocks. Mm -hmm. So we got to put our sail up. We participate. We're a co-laborer with God. But but we can't blow on the sail with our breath and think that that's going to move the boat. I cannot make the wind blow. So too, with all of these exercises, they position us. But we have found over and over and over and over again for weary pastors across the globe that when they would take 30 minutes and just read through this section of scripture asking, Lord, what's the word for me? What are you saying to me? What's the meaning? for me, that it's not uncommon for God to show up in meaningful and profound ways. And and I would add that, that that's enough, but if you have a chance to do this with another person that you love and trust and respect, and then afterwards the two of you could share mm-hmm. that experience, that's just, it, that's synergy. That's like adding two and two and getting eight. <laughs> um, so I give that to your listeners as a thought of a way to open up a window to see into the house of God in perhaps ways that you haven't looked in before or who haven't looked in in a long time and see the wonderful multifaceted grace of the King of the universe. Well, thank you so much for sharing that practice with us. And we are going to put that together on just sort of a one page printable uh, PDF so that uh, if our listeners would like to, um, have something that they can print out and just look at um, while they experiment with hoisting the sail in this way. Um, we'll have that available f- 
for them. So thank you so much for taking the time to share the practice and for offering it to us. And, you know, whether you're a pastor or not, this is a a wonderful tool that is available to us as followers of Christ. And so give it a try. If you'd like to access a PDF version of the formational reading practice that Dr. Matt Lewis just shared with us, head on over to our show notes. You can go to www.deeppracticepodcast.com. And at the bottom of the show notes for this episode, you'll find a simple form and you'll be able to get that printable. We hope that it will be a helpful tool for you. And as I wrap up today, I want to leave you with one more practice. This is one you can do in the quiet of your home, in the car while you're waiting in traffic, or just about anywhere. It's centered in a psalm, Psalm 4610. Maybe it's pretty familiar to most of us, but the words are simply, Be still and know that I am God. As I read these words to you, I'm going to invite you to simply take a deep breath after each reading. You'll notice a pause and just embrace the silence, take a deep breath, and then we'll move on. So here we go. Take a nice deep breath with me. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Notice how you feel in just a matter of moments, calming and quieting and taking a deep breath, tuning into the fact that you are held in the love of God in these moments. You can enter into this practice when you're feeling anxious, when you just need uh, a moment to yourself, or maybe when you just don't know what else to do. Try it again. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Friends, my hope is that you experience the peace, the love, and the great care of our God who loves us so very much. And I thank you for pausing with me in these final moments of the show. In our next episode, I will be introducing you to Garnet Slatten. He's another one of our team members here at Go and Do Discipleship. We will talk about what happened when he implemented deep practice in his own life and in the church he was serving. 
Go ahead and subscribe now so you don't miss it. To find out more about us, you can go to www.deeppracticepodcast.com. The Deep Practice Podcast is a production of Go and Do Discipleship. Thanks for joining us. See you soon. Mm-hmm.